Groundbreakers from 4constructionpros.com, the podcast that highlights the innovative equipment, technology, companies, and individuals that are breaking new ground in the construction industry. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today, and in this episode, Cameron Page, CEO at Extractor, discusses the challenges construction companies can face when onboarding new technology into their operations and shares tips on how to ease the pain of technology adoption and ensure successful integration into your business. Let's get the scoop with Cameron now. Cameron, thank you for joining us again. You've been on our program previously and we're happy to have you back. And I, just as a refresher, I'd love to kind of get some, some brief background on X-Tracker and the types of technology that it provides. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we are really a, a platform for all stakeholders in the construction ecosystem who deal with project changes, which is basically everyone. And so, um, you know, the, you know, my background is with commercial construction. I spent about 10 years with a big general contractor um, here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And that's where I felt the pain of tracking changes uh, to the project scope between multiple stakeholders. So for as a general contractor, we would ask our subcontractors to send us an updated log of all the changes that were outstanding on the project just to make sure we were on the same page. And so that was the idea behind Xtracker was to replace that process with a platform that everyone could log into see what's been um, sent. And then on top of that, we build a bunch of workflows to help subcontractors and GCs better process change order requests, um, such as digital time and material tags. So if there's extra work that happens out on the job site, they can track that with our mobile app, which is instantly logged back in the home office, and they can share it with their customer in real time. Um, so we really think that we add, and, and you know, believe that we add a lot of value to, to everyone on projects to identify uh, changes in costs faster, so eliminate surprises uh, and really build better relationships. Well, it sounds like what you're offering as a company offers a lot of value, but I know that there are companies that struggle with technology adoption. From your experiences and from what you've heard in the industry, what do you see as some of the longer standing trends that are out there and challenges that construction companies encounter when they're trying to implement new technology into their operations? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. I think the the ultimate thing here is that that responsibility is on us, the technology partner, to build solutions that add enough value to convince their company to adopt it. So we as a technology provider and extractor, you know, we believe that's our responsibility to build a solution that is valuable enough that everyone in their company sees the value and why they're rolling it out. But it's also easy enough and lightweight enough to where they can get value quickly out of the tool. So they realize the value fast. And you know, that's different for every um, piece of technology out there. You know, an ERP system might take a long time to get rolled out. And that's rightfully so. Obviously, it's doing a lot. It's becoming the backbone of the company. Uh, but for us and other lighter weight solutions like it, you know, the key is to making something that's easy to, to adopt. And so the first part of my answer to that question always is, you know, it's on us, the technology provider, to make that easy for the customer. Um, and I think some of the other challenges that go into it are just, you know, the first one is probably having been burned in the past, trying to implement other, whether it be technology or just process improvements in general, you know, it's hard to get uh, everyone aligned and rowing in the same direction and agreeing to use the same tools and processes. And so I think uh, some of those challenges are really, you know, starting with 
educating your team members on why you're, you're going to make this change in the company, why it's valuable for everyone. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, technology solutions feel like they're adding extra work. So it's really important to clearly showcase to the team members why you're implementing the solution. You know, why is it valuable to the company? And ultimately, if it's more valuable to the company, you know, that should trickle down in different ways uh, to be valuable for them. Uh, or the tool itself should just be a, a straight improvement to their workflow and make them more efficient so they can focus on more important tasks. So I think, um, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges we tech adopted is just the mindset that tech is going to be challenging. And so that, that's where we usually tell companies to, to start is look for things that add value that are easy to implement. Right. So obviously that tech hesitancy, being able to talk to your people and, and get them to accept that this is something that's going to help them is, is very important. But there's more to the whole onboarding process than just acceptance of the technology and what, it, what its abilities might be after it's implemented. Can you talk about what some of the, the um, problems that you've seen or heard that companies can encounter in the onboarding process and, and some of the steps that they might be able to take to help overcome that? Yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's a handful of things. The, the first is, you know, you need to establish a working relationship with the technology vendor. You know, some, some that's easier to do than others, but not only, not only establish that with the technology partner, but have a point of contact at your own company that is the champion for that tool or maybe a group of tools uh, and obviously that depends on the size of the company. So if we're talking about a small subcontractor, that could be one person. If we're talking about a multinational subcontractor or non-contractor that has offices all across the U.S., um, that could even wind up looking like a team of people to, to implement a, um, a technology solution. And the things that we've seen work best in that type of scenario is you know, identify the uh, subject matter expert or the champion you know, within that office and then really build a process around them um, and a schedule almost for how to get the technology implemented. And that really starts with like, what does the finish line look like? What does success look like if this is fully rolled out? You know, how many of our team members will be using it? What is the ROI that we should be expecting from this tool? And then really work backwards from there to develop a plan of like how you get to that point. And so the starting line is identify that champion, the person who's gonna be responsible for achieving those results. And then depending on the tool, there's a series of steps in between that'll get you to that point. But really clearly defining what success will look like with that tool is really the best place to start because then either throughout that onboarding process or even when you think you're fully rolled out, you should be able to look back on what you thought you were going to get out of the tool from an ROI standpoint and compare it to what you're actually getting. Um, and if it's a good piece of technology, that should uh, you know, outweigh what your, um, you know, what you what you expected? Absolutely. Looking at um, the potential risks, if you aren't um, integrating technology in the way that you're describing, if you're you're throwing technology kind of at the wall and seeing how it sticks and not, or if there's a a steep learning curve, are there certain risks? That, that go along with that um, for a business owner? What's the potential damage that can be done if you aren't following the, the proper steps to get um, the technology properly in place? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, throwing things against the wall to see if they stick uh, can actually be good and bad, right? You know, if you're, if you're trying a lot of new things and failing, in some ways that can be okay because 
you're, you're, you're stretching, you're looking for new ways to do things, and you're showing your team members that you're trying to be innovative and you're trying to do things. Obviously, if you try too many things, the team is going to get fatigued and get tired of what's the latest thing they're trying to implement now. So again, I think going back to the starting line and saying, you know, really looking at it in framework of like, what are the jobs to be done that we're doing today that are really inefficient that could be replaced with this piece of technology? And obviously, that's a huge wide range of technology we're talking about. We're talking about it very generally, but there's tons of different solutions out there on the market. And I think each one has different you know, outcomes and different times to get implemented and things like that. Um, but again, focusing on you know, what are the jobs that we're doing that we're solving with this technology? Is that a big enough problem to take on the one, the investment and two, the time to get this implemented? And then again, what does success look like? And I think the thing, the places where we've seen that fall down is when you know, the technology is maybe a nice to have and it's not something that's going to drive impact on, on every project. Um, or one of those variables is off where the ROI and the impact of the software isn't worth the initial investment or the ongoing cost of, of continuing to use that technology. And at that point, you know, it may not make sense to use, use the software. And so, uh, and if you're not measuring that up front, it can actually be really hard to know whether or not the software is doing what you think it's doing. So I think, again, clearly setting the expectations up front is, is just a, a really, really good place to start. And, you know, a good technology company, which there's tons of them out there, like us, will help you define those, that ROI up front. So you know exactly what, um, what you're getting out of it. And really, you know, the one thing I will mention, you know, most of the software companies out there are annual licensed models. And we really make our money when you continue to use the software. You know, we, we put a lot of investment up front to make sure the software is in place and ready to use. And we, we don't make money until you continue using it. So a good technology company knows that and knows that they should be heavily invested in making the construction company or whoever the you know, end user is successful. That's really where it's valuable for both, both parties. Right. And obviously, part of that success, as you mentioned earlier, is getting acceptance from all parties that are going to be utilizing the software. Uh, how important is that training component for successful implementation of, of new technologies into the business? Yeah, it's super important. And again, that should be you know, a partnership with you and the technology company. Um, but really, you know, there is the company itself has to adopt the software. So, so at, at the end of the day, it is on the company to create a process, create an expectation around the use of whatever tool is being discussed. And depending on the tool, that can be a really big endeavor, or it can be just just maybe the accounting team, or just maybe the project managers, or just you know the executive team. Uh, if it's a tool like ours, it really will touch everyone in your organization. So there is sort of a wider training that, that needs to occur. They need to get field users bought in, um, which can be tough. And so we, we've seen a number of, of interesting um, implementations done of our software. And when I say implementation, I really mean training. Like there's not a lot of configuration with our tool, for example. But some of the things, you know, based on the nature of the work in construction, there's different ways people can take software and roll it out. It, you know, our software is somewhat project-based. You're, you're tracking changes on a certain project, for example, and many tools are, are similar to that. 
And so the way our tool works is it can be rolled out in phases. So first the project managers can adopt it. They can just start using our tool to share change order requests uh, with, their, with their client. And they can actually keep their process out in the field on carbon copy exactly the same until they feel comfortable with rolling that out. So what some companies have done is they make it a requirement to do it first in the office and track everything on a cloud-based change order log that they can easily share with their GC. That gives them the visibility to all their projects and ensures that their customer is up to date. And then sometimes we'll see companies say the project managers are responsible for training the foreman when it comes up on the project. And so with our tool and tools like it, um, you can take that approach, which takes a little bit of pressure off doing this massive field user training where they may not go out and use the tool the very next day. They may use it in three weeks and they have forgotten the training. So it's an interesting concept to put it back in the project manager standpoint, make them the project champions and then train their team as, as new projects come up. Because that also is the nature of our industry. There's not a project starting every single day where you can use the tool. So I think different strategies like that can really take pressure off the company. Uh, instead of thinking that it has to be this top-down, big company-wide training, the follow-up trainings, and everyone has to remember how to use it from that training. I think there's a lot of ongoing education support that can really come in uh, valuable uh, towards the end. Definitely. Um, looking at technology adoption from kind of a broader standpoint, why do you feel that it's so important for construction companies at this stage to, to consider implementing different technologies into their business in order to ensure long-term success? And is there any other advice or tips that you can share that might help them to make sure that that, that integration of new technology can be successful for them? Yeah, definitely. I think there's you know some trends happening in our industry. I think there's a lot of platforms out there that are vertical for their own company. So you can run a lot of your operations through one platform. There's also, there's also horizontal platforms, kind of like ours, where you can use our platform with your customers, with other people in the ecosystem. Um, and, and there's also you know, point solutions that do one thing very, very well. I think over time, those point solutions are going to continue to do things incredibly well. You know, we've seen this in like sale, the Salesforce ecosystem, where Salesforce is a great platform for your CRM. We can manage all your customers and they do that very well. They also have a bunch of other tools built onto their platform that do things like, you know, sales outreach and, um, you know, all sorts of different tools. And the companies that get really good at growing their business leverage those tools to be incredibly efficient. And I think the same thing is going to happen for the construction industry is People are going to buy into certain platforms to run their business, but they're going to leverage additional tools to give them an even bigger competitive edge. And I think over time, those tools are going to give those companies a competitive edge so they can grow faster than their competitors. And that's really what good software is supposed to do. So I definitely think that's coming to the industry. And so the other trend is, is you know, do I use a point solution or do I use a platform that does everything decently well? And I think it's really interesting for our industry. You know, I, I started in construction um, as a carpenter when I was in high school. I worked for a commercial framing company. And we would use different saws. We were cutting different pieces of lumber. 
because it was the most efficient tool for the job. And so I think when it comes to software, there's a lot of interesting similarities with our industry where people are used to using specialized tools for to perform certain tasks. But when it comes to software, there's this mindset where we want to have one piece of software, like a utility tool, do all the tasks when they may not be as good as some of the point solutions who are hyper-focused on being truly best in class. So I do think there's going to be an interesting shift over the next couple of years. And really, it's going to be ongoing forever. Of, you know, when do you leverage specific point solutions to give yourself a competitive edge? And when do you leverage that platform that does you know, everything you know, decently well? And I think it's going to be a blend of both. Um, but I think that's the other trend that uh, is really happening right now that is going to be playing out over the next you know, five, 10 years. Okay, great. One thing that did come to my mind is, you know, obviously there are, uh, there's a broad range of sizes of companies in the, in the construction industry. What would you say to those smaller organizations that are really just, in some cases, they may be, still be using paper processes, or they might be using Excel spreadsheets, or they might be using systems that, that aren't quite as advanced. Are there any tips that you can offer to those companies to help them to ensure that they can get to where they need to be to be able to grow their business going forward? Yeah, I think the, the last point you made is, is the spot to start. You know, is, your goal, is your goal to grow your business? Or, is, and there's nothing wrong with saying, we've got a great business with the processes we have today. And we're not planning on growing, you know, over our skis at all. And, and this, is where, this is where we want to be. And so if it's, if it's the latter and you're really comfortable in the size you are, the tools you should be looking for are tools that make your employees' lives easier. So, so the people who work there enjoy working there and you can continue to serve you know, the clients you serve regularly. And technology can definitely do that. If your goal is, is to grow your business, then you should be looking at getting a competitive edge wherever you can. And so... There's tons of different platforms out there, uh, you know, focus on that size of company. And, it, and I mean by that as vertical platforms that you can run a lot of your operations from. So there's a number of good tools that you can grow with and, and frankly grow until you're quite sizable. Um, and, but again, I would also look at point solutions to be part of that tech stack so that you can give yourself a competitive edge and grow with the larger companies out there. And so, um, you know, that's that's kind of where our software comes into play is, you know, if you're trying to grow your business, protecting revenue at risk that, you know, may be falling through the cracks due to a, a sloppy process is a great place to start. But the bigger place to start is, you know, when it comes to building your business, it's super important to have repeat customers who you do a great job for, your service. And one of the easiest ways to burn a bridge in construction is to screw up on the change order process and get into dispute over change orders. And so again, going back to our tool, we focus on change order transparency, keeping your client up to date in real time if there is going to be possibilities of change orders or, or of changes and scope escalation. So you can have those conversations up front and not surprise them at the end of the job when you email them over you know, an Excel log with $100,000 in extra, extra costs. So I think, you know, Again, I would I would really go back to what are the goals of your business and you know, where do you want to be in five, 10 years? And and you don't have to 
implement a whole bunch of technologies, technology solutions all at once, but you should kind of give yourself a roadmap of what tools you're going to think at what phases of your business as you, as you grow it up. Great. Well, I think some great advice that you've given um, for us today. Um, I, I really thank you, Cameron, for taking the time to join us. And I appreciate you uh, sharing some great insights. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you to our guest, Cameron Page at X-Tracker for joining us. Tune in every week for another episode of the Groundbreakers podcast by 4constructionpros.com. Be sure to subscribe and share as we break more new ground together. Until next time.